Mosley, and we got to get right to it when we have the newsman, the anchor himself. <laughs> when we have him on, uh, it is uh, that's when we need to get focused, okay? Because he's got to be like live, do some live stand-ups, all those things. Uh, it is Curtis Quillen. It is something we call chilling with Quillen. It's become a, a favorite to a lot of our listeners. And uh, we did it all during football season. I, I'd love to just continue it when when possible, when Curtis can indulge us. And, uh, Curtis, I apologize. Late last night, I mean, I know you felt like maybe I was entering. I think sometimes you just hope to be able to get out of, like, one text exchange with me. But every once in a while you can sense I might have an agenda. And I think you were getting a little tired of our our little debate last night. Curtis, thank you for being on today as we prepare for uh, a big weekend of high school and college basketball. Yeah, I appreciate it. Anytime, Matt. I wasn't getting tired of you. I was getting tired, period. It's a busy time of year, man. For not being football season, I feel like I'm still chasing my tail. It is busy. And uh, By the way, are you going to be uh, – what are you on air tonight? Do you you going to go with a tie – or do you get out of football season and try to go with a little more relaxed look? Do you ever go with the um, Do you ever go with a dress shirt and sport coat look? I do that sometimes. Tonight I'm uh, you know pull the, to pull the curtain back. Uh, it's Friday for me too, so I'm going uh, the button down jeans and a, uh, and a and a coat. I'm not wearing a tie because I got to get out of here after the six. Go shoot a go shoot some high school basketball highlights, come back. Nikki and I will both have some high school basketball action headed uh, everybody's way tonight at 10. And so uh, she'll be out in Colleen for the Harker Heights Ellison or Harker Heights and uh, Temple showdown rather, uh, including Royce O'Neal's Jersey retirement. And then uh, I'll head, uh, head down to Academy, get some of the uh, Academy Cameron Yo boys game. That one will be for uh, first place in the district. That's a pretty massive showdown. And then obviously Royce O'Neal needs no introduction in this area and, uh, Heights and Temple is going to be a, a big-time game for the night. They can take uh, pretty solid control of District 12-6A with a win there. All right, let's talk about Royce a little bit. Uh, what an amazing story he is. He, he, he Harker Heights, uh, he ends up at, um, I believe it was like Denver University or something like that. I mean, it was it was an mm-hmm. inaus- inauspicious start. And uh, the, he, he comes to this is before the portal was a big deal. And so you used to have to sit out, of course, a season. You transfer in. And we didn't know much about Royce O'Neal. And I will just say he became one of the great Baylor glue guys. Could shoot the three, but was really just a do-everything, could play defense, could pass the ball. Uh, I mean, just really do everything. It's just so cool when you get a Baylor star um, from a local place, and then he becomes an NBA player. This guy's going to end up having like a 10-year NBA career. He's become a starter for the Utah Jazz, which honestly, uh, I love the Jazz. They're one of the best teams in the NBA. Uh, I mean, what do you think he means, Curtis, to the to that community? And, and what do you think that, uh, that ceremony is going to be like tonight? He is one of those people that, high school coaches and college coaches point to and say, that's what you can be because there are so many talented, talented people, uh, whether it's you're talking music, sports, whatever it is out in Colleen who just need a path. And I think that for uh, Selnik Bobbitt, 
Um, or I know him as Bobby. I don't know. I don't know if that's if that's a wide known. I don't know if that's like a widely uh, understood thing. Um, but he he and I have a pretty good relationship, and I know that he he points out to his kids that guys, Royce is the path. Just put in the work. And, and good things will come, um, whatever is in store for you. And so I think that that ceremony is going to be awesome. I know that uh, Bob, uh, I know that Coach Bobbitt still talks to him pretty regularly, which is why I don't think it's a, a, a big shock that he's able to make the trip to Harker Heights. I'm imagining that I don't know the, the Utah schedule very well, but I imagine that if he's going, it's on the way to a game at one of the three Texas teams this weekend. And so you have – I think it's going to be really emotional. I think it's going to be really cool. I think it's going to be an awesome crowd there to be able to come honor him. And then, you know, he'll get to watch his former team play a, a pretty good pretty good district game. And that's uh, – I think that's one of those things where you just – that is for those kids, the walking, living, breathing proof that whatever dreams you have that you want to chase, all you got to do is put in the work and – and there are good people who will help you get there. He's not the only one that Coach Bobbitt has had a hand in getting to college and getting to Baylor specifically even. Remember, he's a former Colleen High assistant. And so he uh, he and I think Coach Fawcett over at Belton, um, who at Belton now, but used to be back at Colleen, I think that the two of them were Corey Jefferson's high school coaches. I could be wrong, but I, if I remember correctly – talking to coach Bob that 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 would be the case and so you know you've got walking living breathing proof that the, that these kinds of things can happen I think that's just awesome and that's obviously uh you know pulling the curtain back that that's that's going to be our lead at 10 o'clock in sports that's the biggest story locally even bigger than you know number one Baylor hosting a really big uh, rebound opportunity in big 12 play tomorrow uh even bigger than the Baylor women's team uh playing a rebound opportunity on Sunday yeah, that's uh, I love it. I love it. I, I and by the way, the Jazz are at the Nuggets Sunday, so maybe you know. Obviously, they don't play till Sunday, so this may give them an opportunity to uh, show up for this game. I'm sure that it's a little bit tricky that because the NBA, yeah. yeah, has such tough uh, travel and, and COVID protocols. So I hope everything works out okay. It's going to be a great ceremony. I really wish Donovan – Donovan, they've become great friends, and uh, Donovan Mitchell's mm-hmm. my favorite player in the NBA. And uh, But to your point, think about the, the cool stories over the years. Brian Skinner played at Temple for Harry Miller, and then Harry Miller became the Baylor coach, and uh, Roderick Miller, who was Harry's son, uh, played at Baylor alongside Brian Skinner. So there's been some really neat uh, local stories over the years. Uh, uh, local guys and of course like you say Royce may have not been a huge priority coming out of uh, coming out of high school but uh, but then he ends up at Baylor and then the rest is history and he didn't have a direct route to the Jazz either I mean Royce went over right. and I think played go to Spain. foreign ball yeah yeah international basketball so uh, he he is a great story and a really cool story and uh, and uh, we will uh, track that as we as we go now um, you and I were talking about this last night, and I kind of wanted you to explain to our people because I'm kind of I want to hear what you have to say on this. You were saying maybe that well, you know, I'm sorry, I'm referencing probably private, but this was not a this was not something I think you would want to be hiding from people. You were saying that maybe because I was like trying to figure out this women's program, we're trying to find. I mean, 
first of all, Curtis, we got to tell the story. People sometimes, well, why are y'all, why are y'all saying this is the first time since ninety nine two thousand? Because we're in news. Because we're in the media. Like it is a big story right. when you lose for the first time since two thousand four. I think the Kansas State they'd beaten them thirty six straight times. Now, is there a reason for it? Yeah. Yeah, they're probably in the midst of coming down with COVID at the Kansas State game. And the other night, they played great for three quarters and then ran out of gas. So I think they'll be okay. But you made a very interesting point. You said that you think Nikki Collin, you know, having been in the WNBA and all, it might take a little bit to kind of adapt because the college, the women's college game has changed. What What do you mean by that? Like, I'm, I am really interested in this. How do you think – maybe the women's college game has changed even in the last five to six years? I don't even think, Matt, that it's just specific to women's college basketball. I think that it's more of a college sport as a whole, man. I mean, it, we're talking about, you know, the advent of the portal where 24-7-365, you're having to, you're having to recruit your team because if you can't if you can't keep your team understanding what you see for them, I'm not even saying happy. Here, here's my plan for you. Then the next day they're in the portal. Um, if you're talking, you know, you talk about using NIL as a tool, and it, that has changed recruiting to the point where once again we go back to having to re-recruit your team 24/7 and explain, guys, this is my plan for you. This is where I see you. This is how I think I can help you get uh, to the WNBA because that is that's something she's been open about being her sales pitch. But the other thing that I, I you know, I have to think of is. Yes, there is a divide between the upper echelon and then that, that second tier of elite teams in, in sports. And one thing that I think people are, for, are missing is that this is the deepest Big 12 conference I have ever seen in women's basketball. And I'm not, I'm not saying that as a hyperbole. I'm not saying that just to – I'm not one of those people who's going to blow smoke, and that's not what I'm doing here. But I was talking with a with a friend in college basketball. They said the same thing. This is a very deep uh, Big 12 conference. Do I have questions? Yeah, absolutely. Especially given the way that both her and Melissa Smith answered some of the questions in the postgame uh, press conference on Zoom uh, Wednesday night in Norman. I have some questions. And I'm not saying that things are trending in a good direction because they're not. And I don't think that that's any breaking information to anybody. But I'm saying that there are outside factors that the yeah. Baylor women's basketball program was not created in a bubble or in a Petri dish, that there are some outside factors. You're telling me the rest of the Big 12 didn't go take advantage of the fact that Kim left for, for uh, LSU and, and pretty much opened up like, hey, we don't know what Baylor's going to be. Come here. We have this plan. You fit in perfectly. You're telling me that – I mean, look at what have, what's going on with the Iowa State men. They won two games all last season. They won zero in the 2021 portion of the season, zero conference games, and they're a ranked team. They're very good. They're almost a tournament lock now because of roster turnover, because of the portal. And that's kind of what we're seeing uh, a less extreme example of with the Baylor women's team. There's been a lot of roster changeover. Yes, some of the key pieces are still there. Bickle was there under Mulkey, Melissa Smith. Queen Egbo was, were both there under Mulkey. Sarah. Jordan Lewis committed and signed to Baylor under Mulkey. Sarah Andrews was still there. But you have some key pieces coming off the bench who were not there last season. So you have to bring them along 
on this journey too, who maybe don't have the reps in college basketball that, that the Alyssa Smiths and the Queen Egbos have, that don't have the practice reps against as good of competition as maybe a Caitlin Bickle or a Sarah Andrews does. Um, and then you have the, the transition year fact, uh, factor in there too. Anytime you have a coaching transition, there's going to be growing pains. LSU is not unblemished. It's very good. That, that those Kim Mulkey's new team there in Baton Rouge is very good. Yes. But let's not pretend that let, let's not, you know, let's not pretend that this changeover and how late the hiring process ran for Nikki Collin played a role into this. So I, I have some questions and I'm acknowledging that things are not trending in a good direction for the bears, but I'm pushing, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly, I'm slowly tapping the brakes. I'm not slamming on them. And I want to, I want to see more. We've only seen two conference games. It yeah. became very clear that within two days of them losing at Kansas State, maybe three days of them losing at Kansas State, that we're now talking about that TCU game getting canceled, that Texas game getting canceled. And the, the other thing that we need to talk about, Matt, is they played one home game in 30 days. One home game in 30 days, and it was that North Texas game that kind of came to fruition really late because of COVID forcing a, a game cancellation and making them go and find a new opponent for that night. And so there are a lot of factors. Basketball does not happen in a bubble, and it, that's true at Baylor too. But let's, let's wait. It is, it's only January. There's two months left of the regular season because the, NCAA, the Big 12 Conference Tournament doesn't start for the women until, what, March 10th? And it's January 14th. And so there's plenty of time. There's 16 more conference games. Let's see what happens in the next three or four um, before we start hitting the panic button on the Baylor women's team. But let's also keep in mind, Kansas State is ranked this week, Matt. Kansas is on the verge of getting ranked after a win at Texas. And it wasn't a fluke win. They came back. They came from behind. Yes. They took it to overtime. Yes. But they won that game outright. And so this is a really balanced Big 12 conference and, you know, everything that has happened in college sports. I mean, I was talking to, to a friend in college coaching in football off the record a couple, uh, a couple days ago, and he told me that it's changed so much in the, in, a, in the past 10 years that it's not, his job is not recognizable to what it was in 2011-2012, let alone 2016. I mean, this is, that's just the – the reality of college yeah. athletics today. Well, that's an interesting point because I, 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 my mind went to like, you know, the uh, pick and rolls, and I was thinking more X's and O's. So I'm really glad that's an interesting explanation. The portal and all those things have changed uh, in a big way. I, that's that's a good conversation. The main thing is guys like us and women uh, that are in our profession can't stop. The thing I was, I, I'm a little worried about is Baylor's so good in football right now. He's finished fifth in the country. The men are number one. What I don't want to have happen is the women's program takes a downturn here and people stop caring. And that would be the most awful right. thing to me. I don't think that'll happen, but, but I, I, the, we, you and I can't let it happen. And, and, and that's why we spent 10 minutes talking about the women uh, instead of mentioning a word exactly. about the number one team in the country. And I think that's important, honestly. And that may annoy the people who are the subject of some of this right now. But, it, but they would, I, it's yeah. way better than the, alternate, the alternative, us ignoring the program and going, hey, Baylor's great, this other stuff. Who cares? That's the worst. 
That's right. the absolute worst and, thing and that honestly, could happen. You, you, yeah. you mentioned X's and O's. There are schematic differences that are massive, but I put those underneath that transition year umbrella because you're talking about going from a from a high low offense and you know outside in inside out depending on the set to a true pro style set pick and roll and that's that may not sound like much of a difference but you didn't see a whole lot of pick and roll action under Mulkey and so that's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I I'm all for shooting more threes. I just want to make one occasionally. All right, Curtis. Uh, Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Of course, appreciate you having me. You bet. There he goes. Curtis Quillen, uh, sports director over at Channel 6 KCEN. Always glad to uh, have him on. 